You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage. And our money. husband hi <laughs> why are you laughing so much um because i cracked myself up oh, you're laughing at yourself and not me oh my gosh <laughs> okay moving on on this episode we are giving an update on sleep training mm-hmm. national park travel a big leap towards a capsule wardrobe and an interesting article from a listener about how to achieve happiness and it might be easier than we think Oh, and we'll check in on our money, of course. Mm-hmm. All right. Life lately at the Hi-Fi house. Yeah. You like how I put that in our notes? I do like that. <laughs> um, we, let's see. I, this sort of feels like the first, it kind of feels like the first official weekend of summer in a way to yeah. me, just because you are just back from your travel to Nashville mm-hmm. with, um, our friend who was moving out there. Mm-hmm. So you did a road trip. My mom came to visit. That was great. Um, yeah, it just felt like after we got through this trip, we have several weeks where we don't have any travel and it's just like getting into our summer routine. And Yeah, we actually have a full month of not going anywhere. And, oh, and I am so excited. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's crazy because even though it feels like summer's just starting, I'm actually two-thirds the way through my first summer course. Oh, wow, because it started really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and tonight I feel like we had a really summery meal. I'm actually pretty proud of it. It was awesome. I made, uh, veggie kebabs. It was tofu and vegetables. Oh, wow. It is, uh, I'll try to find a link to the recipe. It was from my favorite Moosewood cookbook. I hadn't made that recipe before and they turned out really well. Yeah. So what did they have? They had, they had tofu, mushrooms, red bell peppers, onions. And yellow bell peppers. Bell peppers. And then cucumber, right? That was zucchini. Zucchini. You do not grill cucumber. Long green whatever. Oh my gosh. I am a nutrition professor. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know your veggies. Yeah, it was great. And we did um, corn on the grill too. Um, I do just feel like it sounds so idyllic. I feel like the actual circumstances just speak to life right now. (laughs) We were, oh my gosh, grilling this. In the midst of a big meltdown from Dashiell, mm-hmm. who was screaming and crying because he was saying he was hungry and he wanted to have yogurt. And it just feels like there was like a constant demand for snacks. And so we were like, you know what? We're about to make dinner. And so we're going to wait till dinner. No snacks right now. Mm-hmm. So he's having a big old meltdown. He did not have a great nap today. And we were telling him that we're making corn on the cob, which he loves. And we haven't had it a long time. He was screaming and crying that he didn't want corn and Bob. (laughs) And was like screaming and crying this. We're trying to, you know, grill, like have a nice little evening. Maybe that was the essential miscommunication. He just didn't want Bob over. (laughs) Maybe so. Maybe so. Um, But then actually the minute that we unwrapped the corn from the foil and he saw it, he said, oh, I want corn on cob. Yeah. Corn and Bob, whatever (laughs) it was. And then he proceeded to eat two pieces. Yeah. Yeah. So it was awesome. Um, Hashtag toddler life. Yeah, totally. He eventually, though, was just calling him Corn Bobs. Corn Bobs. Which I think that should totally be called Corn Bobs. That makes the most sense. It was great. Yeah. 
So anyway, awesome. I feel like we're kicking off summer, even though it is a summer with toddlers, but it's mostly awesome, you, sometimes hard. Yeah, yeah. But you know what's also cool about the meal is that both boys, especially Cedric, took mm-hmm. each piece, mm-hmm. even like the onion, and mm-hmm. put it in their mouth and yeah. chomped down on a little bit. They right. didn't like a single thing, yeah. but at least they put all yeah. those different vegetables with yes. a, a pretty serious flavoring yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah. That, that felt like a win. Yeah, yeah, Cedric was grabbing everything off of your plate and just putting it in his mouth, getting it all gummy, totally slobbery, and then... No, and then putting it back on your plate. Yeah, and you were just like, "This is disgusting." <laughs> yeah, I ate it anyway. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> Gross. This spit is my spit. Oh man. <laughs> um, okay, let's give an update on sleep training. Yeah, so we've employed this uh, sleep trainer that was recommended to us, mm-hmm. and she's great. Um, very down to earth and very straightforward, and and recommended stuff that some of it probably we knew, maybe mm-hmm. a few things we wouldn't have thought of, but yeah. Um, We've employed this this strategy of basically all it is is just put your child down to sleep. If he comes out, put him back in his room. <laughs> and it's um, she calls them silent returns. Yeah. So it's you know walking him back to bed, but um, trying not to touch him, not to talk to him, not to even make eye contact. As soon mm-hmm. as he's like near bed and like crawling in bed, you even try not to like put him in bed and just have them crawl in, you're immediately just leaving the room. You're basically give them, giving them the minimal amount of ten- attention yeah. as po- possible. And then now we're just, we have a, a clock that lights up at a certain time in the morning. Right. And, Which and we, he's did, we did already, but we'd employed it. You know, I think that we hadn't been using it with like strict firm boundaries like yeah. we have now. And so we'd had it already. It hadn't been like the miracle panacea that we were hoping for. So we kind of fell out of use mm-hmm. of it. So we're kind of all over the board. Like it's two things are happening. We're also d- doing Cedric at the same mm-hmm. time. And all that is really is just putting him down and immediately walking out. Mm-hmm. And um, that's worked great because now he just yes. he, he just lays down and goes to sleep, whereas it's he was amazing. crying. You know, it used to be that I'd go in there, I'd pat him forever, wait till he was asleep, then sneak out. Right. Now he just, he like lays right down. Yep. And he's been sleeping pretty consistently, except for this morning, till like 5.45. Past 5.30 usually. Yeah. Which he hadn't really been. He was starting mm-hmm. to really regress. So that's mm-hmm. good for him. Dash, actually, I think it's still kind of a mixed bag. As I think back on the week, like he has been getting up mm-hmm. in the middle of the night here and there. Mm-hmm. That's supposed to go away with the sleep training over time. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of days where he slept much later than normal. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, he's been waking up earlier the past couple of days. So yeah. anyway, it's it's a work in progress and it could take a long yeah. time because he's been conditioned to do this forever. Right, right. And, and yeah, in the morning right now, our plan is the, the clock turns green at 530. And we've actually backed that up a little bit to... 515 right now we're kind of inching our way there to try to get him Mm -hmm. really conditioned and used to not coming out of his room until the clock is green um and so most of the time he is waking up earlier like 450 seems to be kind of when he's wired to wake up right now and we're Mm -hmm. returning him to his room but a lot of times it just takes one time and then he does stay in his room even if he's like talking or banging around or something and we just ignore that and wait for the clock to go off. And then he gets super excited for the clock to go off and yeah. comes out. And so that's great. Um, and you know, I working with a sleep coach has been so wonderful. I wish we had known about her and hired her two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And, um, if anyone feels like they might want to hire a sleep coach, please email me, heymatrimony at gmail.com. I would love to pass on her information to you. Yeah, because um, we just Skyped with her. She's not here in our state. Exactly. She's in Ohio? I think. Wisconsin. 
or Minnesota, somewhere She's north. She's in the Midwest. Yes. <laughs> <I think laughs> the maybe, northern Midwest. I think maybe it is Wisconsin. Uh, but she's just wonderful, down-to-earth, practical, but so just, I mean, she told us she's there to be our cheerleader, so it's wonderful. I can be texting her, you know, Dash is coming out of his room, he's turning on his light, what should I do? And she just is like, you're doing a great job, keep ignoring it. It's it's just wonderful. And anyway, I was um, chatting with her today and she was just reminding me, you know, changing sleep patterns, especially ones that have become so ingrained. I mean, Dash has been waking up really before five for over a year mm-hmm. and that just takes time. And yeah. so she was just reminding me that this is going to be a work in progress for a while, but we just stay consistent, stick to our boundaries. And we're going to, we've are, we really already have seen progress. Like the Mm -hmm. fact that we can return dash to his room and he'll stay and wait for his clock that we're like, um, you know, getting him used to kind of those boundaries of the clock. Yeah. Um, things like that. So anyway, yeah, it's all going in the right direction. And I will just say, um, I just noticed this the other day. There is just a tone of optimism and hope in your voice Mm -hmm. that I have not heard in a long time concerning (laughs) sleep before it was so just defeated. I mean, exhausted. And Mm -hmm. now we still have some tired days, but for the most part, I we're sleeping better because I think too, you're not waking up at two or three and feeling anxious. Like, Oh my gosh, is dash about to wake up Mm -hmm. at three 30 or four? Yeah. You know that he is probably going to sleep until close to five. And even then we're not like, on parenting duty yet it's kind of like nope still need to be in your room we can kind of like chill for a few minutes and sort of mentally wake up yeah yeah so it's a big deal it's it's huge i i have felt a ton better and because i generally get up with the kids when when dash was getting up way early i would get up with him and and also he was up in the middle of the night and so i've just been exhausted for a long time yeah (laughs) i mean you have too we both have um and but just sleep lack of sleep really gets to me and, and i feel so. like um i noticed this after the first even couple of days of sleep training we saw some results pretty quickly like dash was really responding well and even though he was getting up we just it just felt like our sleep was Im- improving yeah maybe it was it was just that hope i just woke up feeling more energized and energized and rested and it was like i had just the world seemed brighter and there was just like more possibility. Like, like when you're tired, you logically know that you're tired, Mm -hmm. but you sort of can't separate it from just your, your outlook on the world. And you just, you don't have as much energy. You don't feel as optimistic. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's just, just kind of makes everything feel heavier. Yeah. Well, and, and also you have a much shorter fuse. So everything piles on much more quickly. Yes. Yes. You can't, deal with issues and put them away like right. they get harder quicker and then they pile up and it yeah, yeah everything goes to pop. yes yeah so anyway yep. positive like po- like positive progress um mm-hmm. i would just i mean i just think you know sleep with young kids is tough i just know for us like we just felt like we have no idea what to do mm-hmm. and it's it's not just like a phase this is just hard kind of all Unless the time. phases come in three-year increments. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I also feel like, too, if if every time you get together with friends, you're bringing up sleep, mm-hmm. it's probably time to get some help. Yeah. That's been us for the last Or if you're on a podcast and every episode, you yes. have literally yes. a segment on it. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> um, okay. Moving on. Yes. Moving on.
to let's talk about my sabbatical our sabbatical travel okay because we're not going to new zealand that's right like we thought we would i hope no one is too too disappointed um i mean i want to go at some point it just felt like uh being so far away from the boys we'll go i mean it it, i i'm not at all worried the flexibility i have the flexibility you'll eventually have we Mm -hmm. can go anywhere we want to Mm -hmm. whatever you know whatever (laughs) great but in the meantime i do have a sabbatical and i have funding to fly us somewhere and we have huge points on one of our credit cards that would fly us anywhere in the world for free at least coach Mm -hmm. which is not great but at least we could do that Mm -hmm. so where should we go we well well, backing up what we decided we would do instead if we weren't going to travel specifically for my sabbatical that we'd have a trip for ourselves Mm -hmm. just the two of us kids would stay with somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> and we <laughs> to would, be determined yeah we do like a we do something something national it yeah. felt like a lot to go on a big international trip and to leave them for you know seven to ten days which is what we'd feel like we needed to be gone for to make international travel worth it right. just being away from them asking someone to care for them um you yeah. know for that long so instead yeah so we'll do something domestic in like four to five days yeah which would be easier to do domestically and we're thinking some kind of national park, probably. Yeah, so where? that's what I want to do. There are so many. I mean, this is why I subscribe to Sunset Magazine, which if you're living mm-hmm. in the Western United States, you should be subscribing to. <laughs> it makes you so excited to be living in the West. Yeah. Um, just every issue is profiling a different, uh, you know, park, natural, natural place, outdoorsy. So I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking somewhere forested green um with like a great cozy like cabin i just want to i just want to be outdoors like quiet yeah so great I guess, cup of coffee so the first question would be coastal or inland hmm. like like if oceans or mountains if it's coastal like i haven't been there but i'm thinking pacific northwest coastal where there's mm-hmm. lots of forest involved i don't think i just want to be total beach right like right. just sand dunes and stuff Agreed. i just living here there's already a lot of sand mm-hmm. and dirt mm-hmm. there are not a lot of <laughs> tall trees um, or water that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> right okay i would agree and i'm thinking maybe the pacific northwest we might be already narrowing it down maybe unless we so. want to go like maine and mm. uh, acadia something like that i don't know if that's near the ocean actually but mm. anyway um, there are those sorts of things. Yeah. So I kind of agree because looking in sunset at some of the places that they uh, highlight, mm-hmm. being in some kind of cool cabin would yeah. be nice. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I want to be looking out at like large grassy plains that lead up to mountainscapes or anything like that. I want to I want to look out be at, at super lush, gorgeous, like utterly gorgeous. Like I want to actually drop serious cash on a oh. super gorgeous setting. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is I, I mean, know I'm totally sure antithetical we to can do that. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Let's get out our back issues of Sunset and just browse through and see what we find. And I bet our listeners are going to chime in with some suggestions. I bet they're living in like amazing places or have had amazing vacations. Mm -hmm. Well, because one thing, I guess I don't, I haven't thought about this, but if we, if we decided to use our points on the card, Mm -hmm. so we have a Chase Sapphire card. Credit card. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we've been, that's that had a really good deal to get going on points mm-hmm. and it, it does a really good has a really good conversion to use those points for miles on flights and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have two hundred and twenty five thousand points on the card mm-hmm. right now. Uh, a friend of mine I know who likes to travel um, internationally, usually to like Southeast Asia. 
he'll rack up like three to 400,000, but then he will fly first class for free on these like super fancy Asian airlines Mm -hmm. um, to Thailand or wherever Mm -hmm. else. Anyway, so I think with 220,000 plus by the time we actually do this, we'll be in good shape. So maybe we could fly nicely and perhaps, I don't know if we can use the points for hotels too Mm -hmm. or cabins or whatever else. So maybe we could figure out how to do that. Cabin points. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Cabin points do we have? Yeah. Yeah, we need, I think we need to have a sit down planning meeting. Mm -hmm. We've been talking about this and, um, I think just as we've come to find things kind of bigger things like this, you really have to set aside the time to plan. And that planning time doesn't happen just while toddlers are around. Yeah. You know? Well, see, the reason I thought I'd bring it up is that if we determine what some of our criteria are, mm-hmm. then our listeners could possibly help out. Oh, I see. So our criteria sound like they are possibly I mean, I coastal think, as yeah. long as there's lush, Forest. beautiful, forested kind of thing. Right. Probably in a cabin, not a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I we want to we want to hike, we want to do outdoorsy stuff. We want to hike and be along, you know. I want cozy. I want like rustic, cozy, comfortable. So like we could start a fire in a fireplace in yeah. a cabin yeah. within woods. I want a bathroom. A I want electricity. Okay. But I don't need a television or Wi-Fi. Right. Okay. So we need running water, not necessarily electricity. No, yes, electricity. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> so given our varied criteria, listeners, help right. us out. Yeah. And Please. it doesn't necessarily have to be a national park. If you know of like a truly beautiful place, we're thinking national parks just because that'd be yeah. fun. But if you have an I think, idea. I think, they, I think they have an idea. Okay. I think they're going to let us know. Okay. So I should move on? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you. I'm very excited too. <laughs> um. Okay, I need to give an update on my capsule wardrobe. Mm-hmm. I had mentioned a few episodes ago that I was thinking I might want to do something like a uniform for work in terms of figuring out something um, that I like and then just buying a, a couple of those identical like pants shirt and just wearing that a couple times a week. I still, I've made some progress in my capsule wardrobe. I don't have a definitive uniform. I did kind of try. I actually ordered... Um, things from several companies, just, um, you know, shirts, pants, whatever, and didn't really like any of it. I tried Kohl's. I tried J. Crew Factory. I found this other organic brand. I returned it all. And then I... It's all amazing to me that you can, like, shop for clothes online because I feel like my body is so weird. Really? I have to actually put stuff mm-hmm. on. Even stuff that's my size will just fit crazy well, weird. And I mean, that's why I returned a lot of this stuff. And some yeah. of this stuff I'm, I'm also trying now to get used to, like if a brand is new to me, I ordered the two, two sizes and just expect mm-hmm. that I'm going to return one. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I really do not love clothes shopping. I really hate going to malls. They just Mm -hmm. overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. There's way too many choices. I'm just bombarded with feeling like you should buy this. You should buy this and and feeling like I'm never going to be able to afford everything I want. I've felt that way since, you know, I was in middle school going to the mall to go shopping. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was like started then, but, um, uh, recently I was just, after all this stuff that I ordered didn't work out, and I have mentioned before, I I really am trying to prioritize buying from brands that have a statement about having ethically sourced material using, um, like, great labor practices and stuff. I have been looking at these brands online, and just, like, I'm not seeing like the exact stuff that I want. And I have ordered some stuff from Bowdoin, um, mm-hmm. didn't love it, returned it, just not the quite fit. Um, in the meantime, 
I was just really needing work clothes and just getting very frustrated. I was like, you know what? I went to uh, Loft and Taylor Loft mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what? I just need to buy clothes and I want to be done buying clothes. <laughs> I tried on a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. I basically got everything I liked mm-hmm. and wanted. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a shopping trip like this. <laughs> I spent five hundred dollars yeah it was extra extravagant <laughs> it's true well but you're pretty well set now now right? i'm done now and i'm it, done shopping and it's not like it's not necessarily the case that the clothes you bought were unethically made it's Maybe just not. that right it's it, just that they it's don't. not like one of the listed brands that's like these are the best like ethically produced brands yeah yeah um so there's that. But I got um, casual clothes. I got work clothes. I feel like my work wardrobe is great. Um, so, yeah, I just feel set. I feel mm-hmm. like there might be a couple of things, like, as every season comes around, like, as fall, winter, I might add, like, a trench coat. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a mm-hmm. couple of things here and there. But, yeah, I feel I feel good. Yeah, good for, like, years. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And uh, related to that, I am also trying to take very good care of my clothes since I want these to last for a long time. Uh, my, my, um, internet and podcasting friend, Sarah Bagley, who Mm -hmm. has two great podcasts, the Sarah R. Bagley podcast and 25% friends, which I love. She hang dries all of her clothes. Mm -hmm. I think she was talking about this on one of her podcasts and I was just like, what? I've never heard of that before. And what, what do you mean? I have talked about drying our clothes out in the sun in the past. Like, I was oh, but like, but I guess not like out in the sun. She just like hangs the, hangs them on a hanger and then hangs them in her laundry room. Oh, I see. I'd okay. never like heard of that before. That like technique. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And for some reason, that just seems like easier. Like I can do that right away. I don't need a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I'm trying hang drying my clothes. So mm-hmm. far, so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, that will save us some energy. Yeah. Cool. I know you like that. I love it. Okay. Let's move on to our money. That was a little bit about our money because I spent a lot of money on my clothes. Yeah. But we have something serious to think about now. Oh, okay. So uh, the update is our Vanguard account. Uh, the market has continued to kind of just bob up and down a little bit, but hang out at like the high 1700s for the most part. Um, so we're sitting. How is that historically? I mean, it's high historically, mm-hmm. like overall, it's generally not this high, but it's, it's, um, it was higher than this. Then it, it kind of dropped, mm-hmm. uh, and people were thinking the market was kind of correcting and it's come back up, but it's been sitting there. So it's, it sort of seems like kind of stable right now. Yeah. Okay. Probably um, means there's going to be a change one way or the other pretty soon. Yeah, eventually. Um, but at least, yeah. So now I think, I feel like I have a good sense of the actual value of our current oh, stock portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, we're sitting just under, we're at like 28 almost 29,000. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- one more month, probably this month will be actually above 30,000 if things hold steady, mm-hmm. which is cool. Cause that's, we've gotten close to 20,000 before. Maybe we had 20,000. I can't quite remember mm-hmm. when we first bought the house. I guess we did. Um, but we've never gotten into the thirties before. So we're actually like really, awesome. yeah. So we're like entering, entering into a new era of savings. So it's All really right. cool. But the thing is, I was thinking about this it might be time to start thinking about a separate savings for our car. Oh, really? And the reason is I was Tell just noticing more. in the Prius, mm-hmm. uh, we just rolled 150,000 miles. 
in our 2008 Prius. Yeah. Okay. And it's running fine. We, yeah. we, every time we give it an oil change, we do it like a full yeah, yeah. check and everything's good. Uh, but you know, right. We're probably looking at more repairs over time. And then mm-hmm. I'm thinking within three years, we're probably hitting 200,000 mm-hmm. miles and that's, you know, cars mm-hmm. beyond 200,000. That's really, you're starting to kind of push things. Yeah. For the most part, but that's three years from now, which is roughly maybe a little bit before, right about when you're retiring, right. when our income, our right. you know, household income drops. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to be prepared to be able to just full out buy another, you know, in good shape but used car, mm-hmm. like another used Prius, probably. Mm-hmm. So that means we probably need roughly, I think, for um, a roughly good Prius mm-hmm. that's not too too old, not too high in miles. About 15K is probably what we need. Okay. Is what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, <clears throat> right now we have about $1,000 that's not in our Vanguard, that's not like emergency savings or it sort of sits in another account. Okay. So we're one fifteenth of the way there. All right. <laughs> there we go. So we need to think about uh, if, if we, we need, need to, to build like, this in. yeah, shunt some savings that yeah. way or yeah. something. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And do we want to divert savings from our Vanguard? Do we want to kind of split the difference and just kind of slowly build both? Yeah. Hmm. Why? I mean, do we really need to split it out? What if we just leave it in one big lump sum? Because then it's, you know, has more potential to earn interest as a big lump sum. And then we just kind of know that, well, we might be taking out a chunk of 15,000 there. Yeah. So that's the other option. There are two things that I thought of in relation to that. One is, uh, so if it's in the Vanguard account, it's subject to you know, the vagaries Markets. of the market, right? So like if there happened to be a crazy precipitous drop and we right. and our car blew up mm-hmm. and we need a new car immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we could we could figure out alternatives. <laughs> I really hope our car doesn't blow up. <laughs> Not literally blow up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so if it, if it broke down and was irreparable in some way and we just had it, we had to go out and buy a new car, then we'd have to liquidate stocks at a low price. That would be very damaging to our overall savings, right? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I actually have a problem with is pulling any money out of that account. We've never done it before. Oh, and okay. pulling any, like any money that we build in there feels awesome. Like if we had, yeah. if we were in the forties or fifties by right, then right. and had to drop it back down to the thirties, it would hurt so much. Yeah. I hear you. So even though that would make probably smarter financial sense, I almost feel like yeah. maybe it should just sit in a savings account, mm-hmm. but then it would sit for like three years. And if the market, you know, continued to do well, there'd be, you know. Yeah. I'd be losing out. Yeah. So I don't know what to do. Uh, let's think about it a little bit. Okay. Uh, so far, I'm not convinced that we need a separate account. Okay. Okay. So that's my initial thought. Hmm. We'll keep thinking about that. Okay. Listeners, offer your opinions too. <laughs> Great. I need a lot of listener opinions on this one. Yeah. Group think. I mean, not group think. Group, uh, what do they call it? Uh, crowdsource? Uh, yeah, crowdsourcing. <laughs> um, okay. Let's move on to a listener question. So... Natanya sent us a great article and we love it when you guys send us uh, questions or articles that you thought were interesting that might be applicable. You can send those to heymatrimony at gmail.com. So this article uh, was on finding happiness in small frequent pleasures instances rather than large 
infrequent extravagances. So we will link to the article in the show notes um, at loveandmatrimony.com. So go there to check it out. But essentially, it describes how humans are somewhat hardwired to have a baseline level of happiness. And the article mentions, and I think we've heard this before, you know, that lottery winners have an initial surge of happiness, but over time just return to like the satisfaction or dissatisfaction of life that they felt before winning the lottery, which is really interesting. Uh, The article goes on to summarize research showing that if we can boost our happiness frequently, we can work to like more often stay above our baseline of happiness. And they gave a couple of interesting examples like buying a $10 bouquet of flowers each week or more frequently than an occasional expensive bouquet of flowers, or maybe also taking smaller vacations from work, like a long weekend throughout the year instead of one big vacation a year. And so uh, they quote, the more frequent our happiness boosts, the longer our mood remains above baseline. And Natanya um, just said, and I agree, isn't it cool to know that it doesn't take much time or money to systematically increase one's happiness and to make life that much better and happier? Um, So yeah, I just, I loved this article. I feel like it uh, resonates so much with the way that, like just examples I've seen in my own life and the way I try to structure my life kind of. And Mm -hmm. so I'd love to know what you think. I'd love to talk about this a little bit more because I just really loved it. Yeah, it was interesting because it was actually like the premise was about the workplace. That was sort yeah. of, what, but I think the you know the idea applies mm-hmm. anywhere. Yes, exactly. And they had these three take homes. One was embrace small pleasures, mm-hmm. which is kind of what the whole thing was about. Mm-hmm. Um, seek inexpensive treats, you mm-hmm. know, versus like big expensive extravagant things, and then go for variety all yeah. the time. So lots of new little things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I translated like the the example they gave. What if you got a ten dollar bouquet mm-hmm. once a week? versus spending $40 mm-hmm. on a you know more extravagant thing once a month. Yeah. It, the, the former seems better mm-hmm. in terms of the science on this. Um, I translated it to inexpensive or free things because mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, a, in terms of saving money, I right, think part right. of the idea in my mind is like doing smaller, frequent, pre- pleasurable things mm-hmm. should also be, be cheaper versus yeah, like yeah. blowing a lot of money on big mm-hmm. things. Anyway, so I was thinking the same would apply like in your social life instead mm-hmm. of, you know, planning once a month or once every other month, like big dinner parties, which are fun and awesome. Or going out. Or going out. Yeah. yeah. Anything like that. Why not just plan like little neighborhood gatherings, you know, mm-hmm. just sitting Coffee, out on your... Like having someone over for coffee or... Yeah. Or drinking beers on your front porch, yeah. you know, but just doing it casually, but frequently. Right which is much cheaper, but yeah. then much more frequent and then presumably based on all of this, much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, I love the idea because I think that there's savings to be had in this, but also increases in happiness and decreases in cost mm-hmm. is what mm-hmm. it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I also love the, I love the point about the variety and mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked about this on this show, um, but yeah, I had read, Uh, research a while ago that talked about how when you're first dating someone, when you're first falling in love with someone, you're doing all of these new experiences with the person. You know, you're, you're going on dates, like everything with this person is new because you're Mm -hmm. just getting to know them. And over time, fewer things are new because you're living life together, living your routine life and stuff. You develop, you know, your favorite restaurant, your favorite things to do, and you're not having these new experiences together as much. And those can be very powerful in, you know, triggering these hormones and stuff that are helping you fall in love and 
Mm -hmm. just build a relationship with someone. And so reading that, uh, I thought that was so fascinating. And so I do really try to keep that in mind when we have an opportunity to do a date, like we love our day dates, you know, or we'll have an evening date here and there. If it's not, you know, already plans with someone uh, to do something new. Yeah. We totally could go to our favorite spots and we have a few, but I really try to think about let's go do something different or, you know, I try to think, you know, what's something different than just like going out for a meal, like yeah. going and checking out a new museum or an event or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so, so last time that. you planned a day date, we mm -hmm. actually went to a, a planetarium on campus yep. at ASU mm -hmm. and went and saw a show, which is really yeah, cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so memorable. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I can remember our our day dates mm -hmm. too, because mm -hmm. we went and did really cool things. We went to the science center, mm -hmm. um, that one time and yeah. So, so yeah, I, so I, I like that. I think we're exposing too. ourselves as total nerds. Ooh, <laughs> we yeah, went to the science nerds. center, we went to a planetarium. Oh gosh, that's we're true. wild. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> did some other stuff in there too. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, just love, love the premise of this article. And I feel like I just, I can't get so much happiness from just like little things in life mm -hmm. that are, you know, very cheap or free. It's, you know, a little cup of coffee, which actually we have talked about that we need to buy less coffee out, but you know, yeah. it, it <laughs> could, it could be more expensive. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even know. Like, I just think even, um, listening to a favorite podcast, Hey, maybe we're someone's infrequent small Certainly small happiness <laughs> um, <laughs> listening to a podcast that i enjoy on my commute to work is just like oh what are you flicking around us or fly I, I was concerned it was a mosquito but i think it's not okay it was near your head so i was gonna have to slap your face <laughs> to kill it I, oh my gosh i didn't want to ruin the moment we'd have to shut down the <laughs> we'd have to shut down the podcast life stops for chris when there's a mosquito around that's right um but anyway yeah and uh i have just I think thought, thought about this a lot. I do have a series on my blog called things that are awesome. And it's just like, it is little cheap or free things that just bring me a lot of happiness mm -hmm. in life. So mm -hmm. anyway, I love it. Thank you so much for the article. Natanya. Yeah. It's just awesome. perfect. And we'd love to know what everyone else thinks. Okay. Let's move on to one big thing. Cool. Go. Oh, me. Yeah. Okay. So, Last weekend, I didn't talk about this in our life update. Last weekend, I went on a retreat with my book club. I went on a weekend trip with my book club mm -hmm. to Sedona two nights um, with six other women in my book club. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing from the start to the finish. It was perfect. It was so relaxing, so fun. Um, just... I don't know, just being with those women that I, you know, see on a, see every month, but don't often have the time to just, you know, get really deep into conversation and get totally caught up on life. We were just at a beautiful home. We had so much fun together. Um, and it was, I think I've been away one other night, um, from the boys since, since we've had Cedric. So it's only my second time mm -hmm. being away overnight, uh, without the boys and it was just luxurious. <laughs> I mean, just not worrying about anyone else except for myself. 
I also, I've also realized that I do not thrive when I need to multitask. Mm -hmm. I get very overwhelmed. Like I'm not slow about things, but I just like to do one thing at a time and finish it and then move on, like do it well and then move on to the next thing. And, um, I'm often not able to do things when the boys are around because Mm -hmm. there's all demands. And so anyway, just like I sat and painted my nails and (laughs) I just like drank coffee in the morning for hours and Mm -hmm. it was wonderful. But anyway, this is getting to my point. I think, you know, we were all, you know, catching up on life. A lot of, a lot of us have young kids and stuff. And I was just thinking how wonderful and awesome our life is and how much I love it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're in the moment, especially with young kids, it can be so frustrating and hard in the moment. And I definitely can globalize. Like if I'm, if the boys are being very demanding and just creating messes, you know, and Mm -hmm. running around, I'm just like, the house is a mess. And all I can see are all the changes I want to make in the house and how, (laughs) how dirty it is. And I'm thinking how I don't have time to do whatever it is I wanted to do today, get things done. You know, it can just feel very overwhelming and stressful in the moment. But then I step away. I mean, just a little bit. And I like, couldn't, I couldn't think of what would I complain about in my life, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And, and that was just really cool. It's like really cool perspective and just good to bring back with me. And, and I, and I know that, but it's good to get that reminder. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of had a similar experience with, uh, driving out with my friend Mm -hmm. who's moving, uh, Mm -hmm. to the East Mm -hmm. and, uh, drove about halfway with him to his parents' place, Mm -hmm. um, in Nashville. And along the way we were talking, you know, just, we had lots of time obviously sure. to reminisce and talk about our families and everything else. And I got the same, the same kind of feeling like yeah. at every turn, everything we talk about, I just love kind of how mm-hmm. love our relationship, our boys, how our life is set up, everything that Aww. we're doing. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, although it's sort of, I guess the opposite of what's going on. Like you got to go hang out with all these girls that you're friends with. And I was saying goodbye to my one close friend yeah. in Arizona. So yeah. <laughs> I got to figure that out. That's a bummer. We're yeah. going to, we're going to keep in touch. Yeah. Yeah. My one big thing, actually, I'm just going to riff on what you just okay. said, is globalizing. I think that's actually a really key point. Yeah. So I don't know if other people think about this, but I think we actually are really cognizant of this. We point it out yeah. to each other or um, or think about it after the yeah. fact. But when I things think, get really frustrating. I think frustrating, initially you, like, I probably at the beginning of our relationship, like, you were great about identifying it as a concept and pointing out to me. I don't mm. think I'd ever thought about it before. And I definitely have a tendency to globalize. And so I that's think we been both helpful. do. Yeah. yeah. I think probably everyone does. Probably, pro- yeah, probably everyone does. But I think it's such a useful thing, like especially when, especially with kids and stresses of everyday life, it's so easy to have a trigger and then yeah. the trigger like exposes other things that's things that you're worried mm-hmm. about. And then you get to throw it all in one big mm-hmm. pot and then life is shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know? Right. Like, you go pretty quickly from, yes. okay, I'm getting by to life is terrible. <laughs> And so, uh, but yeah, this idea of globalizing, I think is the idea that you just add on all your stresses at once and somehow they become related in your mind when really they're not, they're right. not, they're all fully compartmentalized right. and there was just some trigger that made you th- start thinking about it all. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's probably useful to get a little meta when you're frustrated mm-hmm. and think, okay, are these things truly related? Should mm-hmm. I actually be worrying about these 15 things at once? Or is mm-hmm. there really just one or two things that are just immediately in front of me that's making me kind of break down temporarily? Yeah. And to avoid the globalizing because the globalizing really, it doesn't help. And it, and no. it actually makes solutions impossible. 
right? Yeah. Like if you have a million things in front of right. you that are problematic, then oh my god, kill that damn mosquito! <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I think I got him. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was very excited. <laughs> anyway, see now that won't that won't trigger any globaliz- globalizing because he's gone from the world. Where was I? <laughs> <laughs> Globalizing and triggers, you can't come up with solutions. Right. (laughs) Inability to come up with solutions because you have all these disparate problems that you've decided are connected, Mm -hmm. but you can't possibly solve all of them. So then you're just left with being pissed. Yeah. Right. That's that's not helpful. So anyway, think about globalizing. Try not to do it. And I will also say not getting great sleep makes it so easy to globalize because mm. you're just like you said I feel like then your just patience level is lower and when you're impatient and frustrated that's when it's like everything is terrible yeah. nothing is going well <laughs> yeah yeah so I feel like just lately having a bit more sleep I'm and I'm just more conscious of it lately like I definitely feel myself I was feeling myself this morning you were at Orange Theory the boys had woken up a bit too early um we weren't having one of the greater mornings and oh it's just hard kind of on a weekend morning when you're gone to orange theory um mm-hmm. i want to i'm totally supportive of you doing it uh but anyway just like trying to get them breakfast and they're getting up from the table with cream cheese all over and running to the couch and getting it dirty and throwing things and i haven't even had my coffee yet just mm-hmm. you know everything and that is definitely when i can look around and see that the house is all messy and just be like ah <laughs> oh, this house like yeah. nothing is like it's all of poor quality and <laughs> all, all of it <laughs> It's <laughs> um, so funny that you go from cream cheese on Dash's face to everything is poor quality in this house. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so everything seems like it'll never be clean again. Mm-hmm. Like it could never be possibly clean and unstained. It'll be it'll be clean after uh, about 15 to 18 years from now. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just like I I feel myself doing that and I do. I try to get kind mm-hmm. of meta and I like recognize the frustration and see that I'm you know, frustrated about all that stuff and just remember, you know what? It really doesn't take that long to clean the house. And when the house is clean, I love our house. So Mm -hmm. anyway, yeah, that's a little tangent. (laughs) All right. I think we should wrap this up. Um, I've mentioned a couple of times, but we love, love your emails, suggestions, topic suggestions, articles that you find that you think we might be interested in. That's Hey Matrimony, M-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com. You can keep up with us in between our shows on Instagram. I'm Kels Wharton and post updates from our life just about every day so you can see what we're up to. Um, And if you love the show, would you suggest it to a friend or pop on over to iTunes and leave us a star rating or a review that helps other people find the show and it means so much. Thanks. So appreciate the small things, America, unless they're mosquitoes, in which case you should kill them. Hey, what about our listeners who aren't in America? Well, okay, globally, but don't globalize. Oh boy! <laughs> See, you should have let it. You should have let it lie. Uh, everybody, <laughs> appreciate the small things, <laughs> and love your honey, not your money.
Chris, are you going to join me on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Did I wake you from your vampire sleep? Mm-hmm.